Hey guys, Montel here, and welcome to this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. My guest today has a long career as a community organizer and, and cannabis freedom activist, serving as a charter member of the Jamaican Ganja Task Force, as chair of the first Ganja Advisory Committee to the government of Jamaica, and as the co-founder of the Rastafari and Grassroots Growers Association. He is a founding member of Life is a Ceremony Retreat, where healers, shamans, artists, change makers, and more commune in nature's wisdom, hold space for personal development and solve systematic issues within a village of elders among the glory of Jamaica's most powerful and potent resources. Visionary plants, the healing powers of nature and the unique wisdom held within the Rastafari indigenous village. He is one of the original founders of Rastafari indigenous village, a father, a drummer, chanter, a singer, songwriter, an orator, much, much more. Please welcome our, our guest for the show today, First Man. How are you, sir? I am blessed. I'm giving thanks. You know, it's a humbling moment every time, you know, to have these types of conversation. Absolutely. It is a humbling moment for me and myself. I, I'm really interested in, in everything you have to say. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background before we you co-founded the Life is a Ceremony Retreat. You know, it's very difficult as Rastafari to um, have a background in self. You know, it's it's so much about your community. It's so much about our relationship. You know, when you're when you're in a when you're in a colonial world, you're kind of lost. You know, so it's it's really about trying to reintegrate with nature that has brought us to many conversations, many conversations of whether it be in looking at what indigenous people are doing around the world. We started Rastafari Indigenous Village for that purpose. It was for the purpose of trying to play our role in preserving the planet and trying to have a way how people can assist in that preservation, you know? So we have always created a space where ones could turn up as fellow seekers, join us on this mission of preserving the planet. And that has been my identity. And it has probably brought us in just many, many different worlds. But the focus has always been, what are we here for? And it's how we can preserve the planet and we create this space to protect things that are lost. Gotcha. Well, let's talk a little bit about the history of cannabis in Jamaica and the Rastafarian culture. Cannabis has always been a part of Jamaica, not necessarily only exclusively held by the Rastafari, but by other Jamaicans. So explain to me a little bit about the difference. Tell me about the history of cannabis in Jamaica and the Rastafarian culture. Yeah, cannabis in Jamaica, um, there are many stories the way how it would have come about. You know, some say it was brought there by the Indians into that colonial space. Some say it came out of the Congo you know, by slaves bringing it across. And you know, I think it came through all of the above. And, and even more, and even more, because we do, and know even that, more. we do know that back in the 1600s, uh, you know, late mid 1600s, late 1600s, you know, horticulturists all over the world understood that the seed of the hemp plant, which is the basis of the cannabis plant, was one of the most potent, protein-laden seeds on the planet. 
So when sailors used to sail the high seas, they carried with them a ton of hemp seeds so that they could chuck them, use them for food, eat them. They weren't necessarily for a while growing them to consume the way we consume now. They were literally eating them in a porridge because that's, you know, we out at sea and you can't catch a fish. You better have something to eat. And so, yes. So Rastafari community is that reminder. That's, that's what we are there for to remind ones of this deep relationship that humanity has had with these plants, both in cases like those as nutrition, to remind you of the mental uh, uh, relationship that we can have to release so many things, you know, of this human world, you know, so we, that space is created for showing how Rastafari suppresses the ego, how it connects us to nature to protect the rivers, you know, it's it, there are issues. There are issues on the planet, and this space is how we create for the one love philosophy of Rastafari to be able to say, "Listen, you know, this is our attempt, our offering as the human family to fix this issue, to have a conversation about how we can do it together." So that's the essence of the space. You know, our farming regenerative farming drums how we make our drums and people can participate in these ancient culture that are just being missing but in a fun way with beautiful food that comes from the plant you know that kind of a vibration rastafari is the creation of ital so it's about that kind of a food system and how we can reintegrate with with life and with nature as plants being an important component of that What's been your role in the advocacy for the legalization of cannabis in Jamaica? Well, in Jamaica, it has been really, Jamaica did something unique and Jamaica dealt with sacrament. They actually made a provision in the law where uh, sacrament for Rastafari is unlimited, you know, and this, this was once they decriminalized. So I really sat on the advisory board. Um, I, you know, with the first, uh, that, that's historic, you know, Jamaica doing that in the world is, is historic in itself. And that was a gathering of Rastafari that gives advice to the government in how we can move forward and what that conversation could be. So I spent a lot of time on the sacrament side, but also looking on the reparatory side of it too as well, you know, where, Rastafari has been brutalized and beaten. Families have been torn apart. And how can we look at a reparatory framework, you know, to, to, to value the contribution of Rastafari and, and repair these families as this community is faced with extinction? So that is, the, that, that is really the work that we are looking at, you know, the abuse, but yet still we gave the world this kind of a power and so deserve it. Yeah, but just, just so we can understand, I mean, there is the Rastafari sacrament version of cannabis, but then in Jamaica, there is also now legal use of cannabis, not necessarily for sacrament, but legal use of cannabis. Is that not right or no? Yeah, so it's decriminalized to citizens of Jamaica being able to have two ounces and five plants, you know, and they can have communal plots. So yeah, Jamaica sort of made that step in opening the door for citizens to have this relationship with Rastafari as a separate relationship in sacrament, in place of worship, 
in exempt events, and also in cultivation. So these, this has been how the amendment of the law has seen you know, Rastafari and working through what that represents. And, and so again, people don't have to be Rastafarian to be able to consume cannabis. Can anybody, let's say a tourist coming to Jamaica, can they hold and have in their possession two ounces of cannabis? Oil? That's, that's the idea, that's the idea. And is the cannabis provided to them by Rastafarian or are by Rastafari or are, is there a separate vertical that allows for civilian, uh, for the lack of a better word, for other people to be able to grow and sell? Yeah, so other people have the five plan system or communal plot system that they can work with together if they collaborate. And then there's the medical so it's only decriminalized for medical, right? So there are the dispensaries that are opening up and that's, that's how the, they go through a protocol and regulations in the system and, and dispensaries and people can go there. And as long as you have under two ounces, you're good. As long as you have five plants, you're good with it. And as long as you don't do it publicly, or is that right? Right, right. There, there, is, there is, you know, public space relationships no different from with any other kind of a smoking it forms it, it falls into those categories as well but for rastafari we have a place of worship you know where our spaces would be recognized you know cultivation so we can grow and exempt events so we can bring a gathering you know um um in on the on the island so yeah we did that already one time with high times and yeah, that kind of relationship. So you can have a ceremonial thing or ceremonial event, but you can also, let's say, I travel to Jamaica tomorrow. Um, I have a mess. So I could go in Jamaica tomorrow and if I was gonna be there for a week, I can go by a dispensary, pick up two ounces for myself or pick up an ounce for myself, go back to my hotel room and consume. Is there- Depending a on the hotel, depending yeah. on the hotel. You know, yes, you you that's that you have painted a a, a picture. Right? It so, can work like that. Okay, so the hotels and hotels have the right to say no cannabis in our space. You know, it, it's Jamaica, so it's really depending on you know the type of relationship that people are establishing and how they market their place. You know, you see people have cannabis friendly. You know, and 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 those are the those are the things which it, which just leads to why as it relates to the Rastafari conversation that we're bringing, it's, it, it, it's, it's what about, you know, ganja-centric, where the space is living by the teachings of the plant, you know? And, you know, there's, so that's, that's where we're kind of different. You have these cannabis-friendly, but then you also have a space like ours, which is more ganja-centric. That is, every moment of our life, it's what's inform us, it's what we relate to, it's how we think. It's that in-depth relationship in terms of functioning together with the earth. So tell me a little bit about the life as a ceremony retreats. Yeah, life as a ceremony is, uh, is an integration journey. It's, it's really saying that every single moment of our existence is something to be grateful for it's 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 almost like creating a tone um of of how we live 
and to say if, you know, just right here, even what we're experiencing here is a ceremony. It's us seeing each other as a living soul and connecting to that and giving that space. So that's the environment that is created and why we call it life is a ceremony, because we want to recognize each other, you know, and, and, and so we create this five days retreat which brings you into Rastafari Indigenous Village to experience our food, to be a part of our, 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 our efforts for protecting the river while we swim in it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, so it, it's about a good way how to, how to address a serious problem. It's like, okay, let's, let's fix the planet, but let's have some fun doing it. You know, let's, yeah. let's cook some food together. Let's, Let's, let's listen to the plant and the information that the plant has to give us. Let's know about each other's culture and experiences. Let's respect each other. Let's see where our boundaries starts and stop. Let's see how we can manifest a relationship that goes beyond just a moment. You know, so that, 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 that's, that's the requirements, that, that's the output, that's the, that's the calling. And and these are retreats set up for anybody to attend. They have to have a reservation to do so. But who have been the, what kind of people show up? Who have been some of your guests to date? And are people looking for a spiritual healing, physical healing journey? What are they looking for? We are we are we are, we are looking for concerned individuals. We are looking for the healing of our human experience. So we try to cater for our black community. We try to see black people are beautiful, but we're in a particular space. And this conversation, the black people issue is not an issue of black people. It should be the issue of the planet. It should be the issue of humanity. Lest we'll never have peace on the planet. So it is very important to us that call to our black, to our indigenous, to the people that experience colonialism, and the impact that it has on them and how we can release that together. Yeah. You know, us knowing each other and to have that vibe. But to also people who are just natural, even if you have already advanced in these experiences, it, it's how we can create a container. So life is a ceremony and, and that experience that we have there is for people also who would have had, already have some psychedelic experience, have ganja experience, and we are really just building a community of consciousness. So that, that, those are the type of people that we are looking for. But also people who are new, but has this calling of the soul, not necessarily knowing where to go. Um, here's a path that can be explored. And during these, these retreats, you do, you mentioned it, you do have and take people on very different kinds of psychedelic experiences from ayahuasca to uh, psilocybin to other forms of psychedelics. Talk a little bit about that. Rastafari as a community, we are ganja. That's, that's, that's what we, we host. However, as a community and, and because of our international relationship of 15 years being a part of uh, uh, inviting visitors from all over the world into our space, we have really sort of met the indigenous people. And in meeting the indigenous people, we met their sacrament, their medicine. And we have been a container for that for 
experiencing it amongst ourselves and experiencing it in a global way. So <clears throat> there are other shamans from around the globe, you know, um, lots of, of people who have been in the Shipibo tribe, people who have worked with ayahuasca, people who have worked with Iboga. So we are like this container for having this kind of an experience in a particular space where, 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 where the earth medicine and practices, you know, can come together. It's not necessarily all about taking plant medicine, but living in the impact and consciousness of plant medicine is also what we are, we are promoting. So it's a, it's a conversation of seeing the earth as a medicine and, and how we can reintegrate that relationship in this modern time as a necessary balance. And does it did not throw you a little bit that all of a sudden in Western society now, all of a sudden they've jumped on to indigenous medicines that have been around for thousands of years, acting like they're new. As a matter of fact, even some companies have been trying to see if they can extract different components of this medicine and see if they can get a patent on it, which is how can you patent a plant? But, you know, there's how people are, are thinking. Does it does it bother you that, you know, this is something that, that the Rasta community has been doing for years and now all of a sudden it's like a light bulb goes off in the west and now it's accepted well i would want to turn on a light bulb too i would want to say let's turn on a light bulb that you're ignorant but now you recognize through the teachings of these plants that appropriation is important that the plant really gives us an opportunity to reconcile and to give a definition to what reconciliation could mean. And that we could create a valuation and a type of benefit sharing plan. You know, let, let's, let's look that this light bulb could go off and we could start to reinterpret these relationships that we have, you know, and to really say that there are good intent, but there is ignorance around this intent. And let's look where indigenous people for example, through all these conventions of declaration of the rights of indigenous people, they are there as guide. Indigenous people have stated what they would want already. So let's just open the space to say the information is there. How will we act? How will we move forward? And you know what you find? It's, it's, it's kind of in a way, in some ways, almost as if other cultures have been misappropriately, you know, doing some cultural appropriation and not recognizing the fact that there is experience among indigenous people as to how to even process some of these plants. Yeah, most definitely. Indigenous people are essential service. That, that, that's, that's where we have to get the conversation clear. Like water, like plants, they fall in a category of protection we fall in a category of protection with either indigenous mindset practices or lineage. And as a result of that, this role that we're playing must be as equal to how you make sure that there are stoplights, make sure that every home have hot water. You have to, indigenous people need to be essential service and, and, and that the resources that goes to that goes according to like every preservation mission that we're on those this aspect of humanity requires this preservation as well 
And and it seems as if, you know, are you getting there? There is pushback, I think, from Western medicine against including indigenous people even in the conversation. Does that, I mean, now in Jamaica, that's different because they allow you to utilize some of these substances. And again, what, what are some of the substances that are available in your retreat? So our, our retreat is more the experiencing. It's not necessarily just the packaging of, of our mother. It's about trying to experience them in where they exist. So it's ever fruits. It's all of the mangoes. It's all of the vegetables that naturally grow. It's all of the aki. It's all of, it's all of these things that are just there in the natural Jamaican life. And even the locals don't find the value in it. So it's an opportunity to assist us to play a role in revaluing these things that are taken for granted. So people don't just throw garbage in the river. You know, just that we can come together and bring a different kind of a light, you know, in, in this human relationship that we're having. So that's the essence of it, really. You know, that's the essence of it. So how we can connect to, to, to that relationship. And, you know, you're the, the Rastafarian Indigenous Village is recognized as a sacramental community by the Jamaican government. So, therefore, the plant medicines are 100% legal there. What's the status of cannabis and psychedelics in Jamaica for, again, others? Can others, do they have to only go to the village to be able to consume or can they do that on their own? What you are discussing is a process that we are a part of. And the process that we are a part of is not necessarily a recognition from the Jamaican government. It, it's a recognition by ourselves as Rastafari that we have declared ourselves free and liberated to the Jamaican government. So it's not a situation where we are hiding, but we have made this declaration that we are Rastafari. And within our space, like mango, pop choy, and all other uh, plants, ganja is free right and that's our declaration and we have made that declaration from a long time ago um that it is the healing of the nation we are we are but however we are in that conversation with the government who has declared this already in law yes that the places of worship for rastafari so that that process exists for all rastafari um people to take up that role and that responsibility to, to declare themselves. Well, how can people learn more about the Life as a Ceremony Retreat? So uh, we do have our platforms, uh, www.rastavillage.com. That's our website. Uh, we have an Instagram page, RIV Retreats. RIV Retreats, we do have that. Um, we um, So those are the two areas you definitely can contact us on 18762854750 and we um and 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 our email address rastafari indigenous village at gmail um our retreats are are on retreat guru so if people want to book they can go there they can book directly from our website as well um so yeah we are we are we are we're putting the access to the relationship there so ones can touch base 
and reservations are required most definitely most definitely once you uh try to book it will carry you through a process will that will give you clarity of how to interact and now you know um again if people seek out this for different reasons they seek it out for spiritual growth from within some people are coming there to see if they can achieve some sort of physical manifestation of healing um you have varied practitioners there that are certified or that are trained in helping people and guiding people through these experiences most definitely it's it's a whole relationship and you know we choose from the earth and but those are the people we choose this is why we will bring various shamans from around the earth different practitioners from around the earth. What we do there as ourselves, we have, we do different spiritual type of bush baths. You know, we do our chanting, you know, and this is our own liberation. So we invite people into how we liberate ourselves because there are so many more modalities, but just being in nature alone, just pre presenting this container, all of these discussions of healing are what it is there for. So you learn from each other. You learn from those who come to the retreat as well because it's a space where everyone is asked to bring their experience of preservation their experience of connecting with the earth their their trauma their 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 stories that can allow us to evolve that, that that's really what that space is for you know how can we evolve all of our environmental issues that we're having be it cancer be be mental disorder all of these environmental issues that people are making personal it, it's a space where you are an expert with it you're not treated as if you know you're somebody suffering you're you're treated as somebody with a story that can be analyzed for yourself and to view and to evolve absolutely so um anything else you want to add it was a pleasure being here in this ceremony with the eye. Um, you know, we ask ones just to step in a space of reverence and respect and recognition and let's build relationships, you know, to work on what we can agree on. And that that's that's the essence of who we are. And we all can agree that Mother Earth requires our responsibility. Absolutely. First of all, one more time, give out the website if people want to be able to plan a visit to the village. Where do they go? www.rastavillage.com. And we will definitely take the time out to respond. Rastafari Indigenous Village at gmail.com. Um, also, RIV Retreats on Instagram. Thank you so much for, for sharing and enlightening us today. Yes, 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 yes. Give thanks to for the hosting. Yes, sir. No, absolutely. I want, to make sure. I want to thank all of our viewers for tuning in and being a part of this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. 
Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.